Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show to ease your expat overwhelm and be inspired by other newcomers' stories. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow expats and share their unique challenges, triumphs and revelations as they build their new lives here. It's great to have you. This episode, I was lucky enough to chat with Astrid Moulin, a French blogger turned marketing and social media expert who came to Canada to learn English. I loved how funny and honest she was when sharing her experience of arriving here and not understanding the language. And she gives the best advice for those embarking on the same challenge. Not being able to have a conversation was really frustrating for me. I will have some drinks with friends. And they will all talk and all laugh and make jokes. And by the time I understand the joke, they already move on to something else. If they knew me in France, they will knew, they will know like I'm so funny. But in English, I can't be funny. It's so hard. But if you are a French speaker and listening to me, I, you will get there. I I promise everyone around me. I don't know if everyone, maybe a lot of people make laugh at my jokes in English now. <laughs> and the first time you make someone laugh, you are so happy. Astrid was born and raised in the southeast of France, so of course we spend a little too long talking about food. (laughs) Now she dedicates her spare time to growing her impressive resources that help the French-speaking community in Canada. She is an absolute delight, so let's start the show. Welcome, Astrid. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've been looking forward to this chat all day. Hello. We met, uh, gosh, when was it? Last summer when I was... Last summer, yeah. Yeah, I was working on the Expat Expo, which is the networking event and trade show in Toronto for internationals that live there. So you were so supportive. You helped us. You know, you were sharing the event to your community and helping spread word. So you're such a kind person for doing that. Thank you so much again. It was really cool that what you were doing to help the community like and it's something we have in common so I really like that yay um yeah so I've been following you on social media for this whole time now seeing your following grow seeing what you're doing more and more with the the French speaking community and helping newcomers so I knew I had to get you on the podcast as one (laughs) of my first guests so thank you so much for being here really happy to be here thank you great so as always with the show I'm gonna start with some quizzing questions on the country where you're from so you are originally from France. Whereabouts in France are you from? So I'm uh, from France. I was born and raised in the southeast of France, south of Lyon. Uh, like it's one of the biggest cities around in a Val- small town near to Valence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really small. It's 5,000 people. But it's really, really, really different from Toronto. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. So you have so much history there and, you know, beautiful buildings and you have the mountains in the distance or is that just Google Images lying to me? <laughs> no, it's no, it's right. Actually, even from my dad's balcony, so where I grew up, you can see all the mountains in front of you. And it's just, yes, it's so relaxing because we're really well located. You have maybe like less than two hour drive. You can go anywhere in the mountain, by the sea, so by the city. 
it's really, you know, Google didn't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, that's so funny because so I moved to France when I was 13. I lived there for a couple of years um, and French people would always say, you know, why would you go on vacation anywhere outside of France? We have everything. We have mountains and snow for skiing. We have beautiful beaches. We have countryside, everything you need in one country. So that's so true. Yeah, it's and it's why, like, you know, in France, we have five, five weeks paid vacation and most people don't even go like don't even leave the country for five weeks oh my gosh five weeks pay vacation <laughs> can we just stop for a second I mean that was one of the biggest shocks that I had when I came to Canada I don't know about you but so in Canada you get 10 pretty much that's the basic when you first start in a company it's 10 days of paid vacation a year so in France you left five weeks and you went down to 10 <laughs> um yeah and you can even have more if you work in some like industry like banks they have like maybe like eight or nine weeks so it's and it really depends on the industry you work on but for me because I was in sales before I moved to Canada I never really use my five week vacation but most of businesses are closed in August so you have to take your three week vacation and as for me I wasn't always going somewhere but because you have so much to do around and it's so nice and as you said you have the mountain you have like everything around you still feel like you already feel on vacation at home because once you're done work you can go like have a barbecue with your friend it's really really different than living in the city here it is, mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> yeah it's that whole different culture really you know it's you're not living to work you're just working to to have some money but then it's your life is your friends and your family and your social life and everything is a little bit shifted in that way yeah it's so nice Yes, and the big difference between the life I had in France and the life I have, I have here is in France, I didn't really have the money to go on vacation five weeks. Right. And the thing too is like, you have to keep that in mind. We have five weeks, but we can't really afford to go five weeks on vacation. Some people can and like, good for them. But like, I was 22, 21 when I first started working. I didn't have the money to go. Like, I had my first place. I couldn't afford to go on vacation five weeks. No, and you're just kind of you're just sitting around your own house, I guess. <laughs> still nice. Yeah, but. it's still it's still nice. You still spend time, and especially in August, where you like most businesses are closed, your friends are going to be on vacation too. So you can still do like like hang out by the pool during the day. Oh, so lovely. yeah, no, so you, good. You, you're never bored. You're never bored. <laughs> <laughs> what are the winters like in Valence? So you were you used to some snow, or was that a shock when you came here? No, we have like maybe snow twice a year. And you have like two, three <laughs> centimeters and everything shut down. So for me, <laughs> growing up, like if we had snow, that, that meant like school was canceled. And we'll just like spend the day outside, like playing with our friends. So the first year, um, I remember seeing snow here. And for me, you know, even if you know it's going to be way more, you don't really, you, your mindset is still the same. Oh, I'm staying home. So I remember telling my roommates, oh, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to stay home. It's, it's snowing. She was like, yeah no it's not working like that here um, <laughs> no. it's gonna be like that all winter so you better get ready and go to work and I'm like oh yeah okay <laughs> that's so similar in England like there's a dusting like hardly anything like sugar on the ground and then the train stop and everything closes and everyone thinks you know it's all in the papers and there's like crashes in all the streets of the cars like absolute craziness that's so funny uh, yeah same I think yeah I think we're both on the same page like not, our countries are not ready for snow you know, they don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> and here you see, I remember seeing like the buses like driving the same way. 
they're still going as fast as like oh, I know. If, if there were nothing in the ground and I'm like it's like snowing now so okay. <laughs> it's a little bit icy but okay yeah you do you yeah exactly. oh my god so what's your favorite thing about French culture would you say I know there's so many different layers to it but what's your favorite part that you miss the most uh the food <laughs> oh yeah I miss my French food and first it's way cheaper um to have like really good products when here uh, I think that's the first like one of the biggest struggle struggle for people moving here is finding good products because it's the, you know how the laws are different here even for the meat I don't eat much meat but here you can you have different like uh, antibiotic on it that you don't mm -hmm. have in Europe we don't have the same rules um even the tomatoes they don't really like taste like tomatoes here um <laughs> so it's like really small thing that can really you don't expect that to be different yeah I think growing up in France for sure like I miss so much like my dad would wake up and walk to the bakery before anyone was up and then yeah. I'd wake up and it would be like fresh like, chocolatine because it was like the southwest as wow, they call it. wow 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 I was gonna say you say chocolatine that's that's a big thing <laughs> well we can tell where you where you were living because it's like the only south like southeast west part we say chocolatine. The rest of the country say pain au chocolat. Pain au chocolat, yeah. So like the chocolate croissants, yeah. So I would go to school and they would hand out the fresh chocolatine and like my dad would bring back chocolatine. And that's the one thing I remember, like the fresh bread and the fresh chocolatine. Oh, I miss that. So I can only imagine actually being French and, and so many other things you would miss. It's, yeah. So what else other than food you were about to say? Um, I would say it's also like just the... Um, you can stop to any small town. You will have specialities. You will have a small shop with selling something from their from their area, um, which here I don't really find because you can drive two hours here and you will see the same thing. You won't really have anywhere to stop by. When in France you drive like two hours, you will see so mm -hmm. many different things. Yeah, because in Canada, I guess everything is so spread out, right? It's a huge <laughs> country. I don't think I even realized when I first got here, like the actual sheer vast size of the place. You know, there's oh, the either. flight to, you know, Toronto to Vancouver. That flight is the same same distance as it would be from Toronto to London. It's just absolutely exactly. mind boggling. <laughs> so you can drive for hours and hours and just see nothing other than flat countryside. So yeah, I understand that that's um, something I've noticed too. Um, perfect. So. You turn 25 and you start to seriously think about moving abroad. So you mentioned to me beforehand that your reasons for moving to Canada were ultimately to learn English and just expand your horizons, discover new cultures. So you're fluent in French and Spanish at this point. So when did you take a serious interest in becoming fluent in English and why was that? So I w I, English was never appealing to me <laughs> and I, I was... <laughs> I think because uh, so in France you start English when you are twelve, so it would be like sixth grade in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and the teacher we had, she was dealing with so many problems with her class that she never had time to actually do her job and teach us English. Oh no! So we were so late compared to other students that at some point I was like, I'm I'm learning Spanish. I really enjoy it. I started when I was eight. So much better. So much easier. So I don't really need English. Yeah, because Spanish and French, because uh, I was learning Spanish when I was in France, which was so crazy for me because it was like 
I don't know, comment dit je m'appelle, me amo, blah, blah, blah. It's like two languages in my head. Yeah, it's like, you, how would right. you say this? And learning it in a different language. So it was crazy for me for, for that. But yeah, I there's so many similarities between French and English, uh, sorry, French and Spanish, because you have that Latin kind of undertone to it. So it's, you know, you have your conjugation and you have all these things. So feminine and masculine. <laughs> yes. So I always think about that. I I thank my lucky stars every single day that I am a native English speaker because I have no idea how people learn it. It's a crazy language. We have our own rules. We just decide something is like a rule and then we completely change it for a certain word. Like it's just so crazy. So kudos but to you. But to me, it's easier to learn English and French. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah. And I, and I hear that all the time, like hear people saying, Oh, it's so hard to learn English. I don't know how you did it. And I'm thinking like, I don't know how you're learning French because that's much harder than English because English is like, you don't have all the conjugation that you have in French. That's true. And, and also because you have, especially in Toronto and uh, I don't know if it's, it's, it can, it like it applies everywhere, but people are really, really open to accents to you have half of the city that not, wasn't born here mm-hmm. so even if you make a mistake in english people will never say anything they will just that is like so yeah, true. i understand what you say so like why would i say anything someone told me when i moved here because i was a lot of french people are really shy to speak english especially in front of other french people oh really they're more scared of that than in front of yeah. canadians yeah i think it's because it's cool it's really when you were in front of, you will speak to people to your class in front of everyone so it's really intimidating but we don't do it that much and also we're really judgy so um as i said before <laughs> so that might not help <laughs> and someone told me here like you have people who have been here for 30 years and they still don't speak the language so like don't worry just speak and and you will actually know more than these people Mm-hmm. And I think the difference is because for me, my goal was to learn English when I moved here. So I really, really tried hard to improve my English. When all these people who have been here 30 years, like for example, the Portuguese community, the Spanish community, like all the grandparents, they don't really speak. They didn't, came, they didn't come here to learn another language. They come here to offer a new life to the family, to get more opportunities. So their goal was not to learn the language. So I think like it's also why I when I talk about immigration, I'm, I always make the difference between my generation and the generation who come who came like thirty years ago left their country because they didn't they for them it was the only option they had if they wanted to offer something better to their families. For me, it was just oh I want to learn English and I want to discover another culture, but I can go back. Right. And I think it's really something you learn and you become more humble when you're here. Will you go back eventually? You, you're just kind of seeing what happens. Yeah, it's just like I have everything. Um, now my professional life here is here. Um, I'm also building a future with someone who's Canadian. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I hear you, sister. I'm right here too. <laughs> they get so, you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by my free 50 tips from expats in Canada. I had so much fun asking hundreds of newcomers what they wish they knew before they moved to Canada. The resulting guide is packed with valuable tips and fun facts so you can hit the ground running and not make the same mistakes as us. So head to bit.ly forward slash free tips Canada to download it free today. That's bit.ly forward slash free tips Canada. Now back to the show. 
Great. So going back to, to languages. So you're speaking French, you're speaking English, you're speaking Spanish. It's, it just opens up so many more connection possibilities with people. I'm just thinking back to when I was going to the Lycée in, in France and I, I think some people think, okay, I'm going to learn Spanish so that I can speak to Spanish people. But it's so much more than that. I was at the Lycée, which is the high school in France. And there was this girl there who had moved to France from China. So she could only speak Mandarin and French. So oh, wow. the only way that I could communicate with someone from China was to speak French. So my skills in another language opened up speaking to her who is a you know, she's from China, she can only speak Mandarin and French. So if I could only speak English, you know, it, we wouldn't have been able to have communicated. So I think that's such an interesting thing that some people don't realise. So yeah, have you found that that with three languages, you've just been able to meet so many more people? Yes, like for sure you because you like, it's something I said when I become more like fluent and more comfortable in English is now I feel free because I can pretty much travel everywhere. I can meet anyone uh, in the streets. Like I'm sure between like three languages, we'll like figure it out how to <laughs> exchange. Yeah, and then I think as an English speaker, as soon as you start learning one of those Latin languages, it makes other Latin languages so much easier <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. So I, I learned French, and now I understand like oh, it's you know the verbs are all different, and then that's just, you can translate that over to Spanish. It's it's yeah, it's crazy, and I would definitely recommend it. So. When did you start to think about moving abroad? So you've decided, okay, I really want to learn English. You, Your first idea was to move to the U.S., right? Yes. So I have my family in the U.S., part of my family, my uncle and his family. So growing up, he was always coming for Christmas. He will tell us about it. And for me, I was watching all his show in the U.S. And uh, I wanted to experience the high school like thing. But didn't work out. Uh, I was 16, and I was—I don't think I had the confidence to say, like, to tell my parents, "Oh, I want to go." Um, but um, it was always like somewhere in my head. And uh, but I, I just I'm not like talking about it now. I realized like I didn't realize I needed to speak English to do that. <laughs> and after I was done with school, I started working. I was 21 and 22, and at this time, I was in a relationship. We moved in together, so it was not. Something like it wasn't something he wanted to do, which I respect. Uh, but for me, it was stronger than I didn't want. I didn't see myself like starting my agile life without doing that, because um, I thought it was going to be a year abroad and I will come back. Because I saw a lot of people doing it. They were going um, being au pair in the U.S., so they were going for school for a year abroad. So it was still something I didn't know how I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. But I, it was somewhere in my mind. And when I turned 25, as a joke, I was always saying, telling my friends uh, um, when they were like annoying or something, I would say like, oh my God, you are so annoying. Like you will see when I'm moving abroad and you will be all sad. And and one day, <laughs> one of them told me like, what? why do you keep saying that? Like, just do it. Oh, they called you out on it. They called your bluff. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it was, so I'm from my birthday in February. And I think we had this conversation during the spring. And over the summer, I did my research. And I didn't find the um, the visa. I didn't really know where I was going. I was still like, I knew I was going somewhere. I just <laughs> didn't know where. <laughs> and um, when I was ready, I left my place. Uh, so I was renting a place downtown Valence. And um, this girl that... Uh, 
I wanted to help my landlord because they were super nice. So I put the as a post and I did like the first visit so I could help them finding a new tenant. And this girl um, was coming back from seven months in Thailand. And she was she came to visit the place with one of her friends. And her friend told me, oh, I was living in Canada. I was living in Toronto with the, um, so the work holiday visa. And I actually was just on my laptop maybe the day before. And I just found this visa. So I was like, wow, that's such a sign. Okay. Ooh, um, yeah. And I had someone to tell me what, what it was because it was for me, I didn't have anyone to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it and we had such a strong connection. Oh, we're still friends with the, the person who actually took my place after I left. <laughs> and um, and I, I did my research. I left my place and I stayed to save money. So I moved in with my grandparents to save money for six months. And I told them, okay, can I come w- live with you uh, for six months? I don't know where I'm going, but I'm moving abroad. <laughs> 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 and they were like, yeah, sure. And I got my visa in February 2014 a week after I was meeting my manager and I was telling him okay you know what um I'm quitting and <laughs> and I'm uh, moving to Canada in three months wow. it was like it was like sorry <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize what you're doing <laughs> that's true you're young and carefree you have no idea of the repercussions of your decisions you didn't know you were going to be knee deep in ice <laughs> I, I honestly, I think now, like, so we have to keep in mind that that happened like six or seven years ago. And I feel like now internet, like when I moved here, Instagram was not a thing. Mm. So we didn't have as many information as we have now. We didn't have people like you, like me posting about the experience here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Even for me, I moved here four years ago and I didn't even think to to look it up or find people to help me. I just thought I was on my own. I had to figure it out. So it's so different now. It's really shifting more towards there's all these amazing settlement agencies and people on social media that want to share their stories. And now this amazing podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so, no, yeah. What were your English skills like when you first arrived here? So you did some studying, I guess, to prepare in the three months that you had? or <laughs> No. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't prepare at all. Uh, I don't think I prepared um, because it was just, I didn't realize how bad was my English, I think. I oh, okay. thought it was okay. <laughs> I got this. I'll be fine. They'll understand. <laughs> exactly. And I remember my first friend here. Uh, so we met in the plane. She, we had, she was, so she's Canadian. She was with her husband and a kid in, on the plane. They were coming back from their vacation in France. And we had a, a one hour layover in, in uh, Montreal. And the kid was playing around, like, and he came to me. And I'm really, I was playing with kids, so it's also how I meet a lot of people. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we start chatting. And I told her I was moving to, to Toronto by myself. She got all scared. She was like, oh, my God, take my number if you need anything. Like, oh, my gosh. Me, message me. Uh, Such a classic Canadian thing to do. They're so kind. I know. And- <laughs> And, and she feel like like I'm super friend. I'm still super close to her. I know her entire family. I spent my first Christmas with her. Uh, so I'm so glad her kid came to my seat. <laughs> See, you're making me feel bad because I am such an antisocial person on the plane. I'm like, no one speak to me. I have my eye mask on. I don't want to have conversations. I want to watch my movies. <laughs> so that's so funny. Like, how many connections have I missed because I don't talk to the person I next to me? I talk to everyone everywhere. Oh, uh, See. It, it, yeah, it can be annoying for people with me, but um, 
<laughs> growing up, I will always stop in the street if I see someone like I know, and I will say hi and always try. But it's who I am, and I love it because it's who I met. I made a lot of connections. I still mm-hmm. make a lot of connections. Well, it goes back to whole the whole you know learning English thing and just not being afraid to just talk to everybody you can and practice and make mistakes and just be out of your comfort zone and and try and make as many connections as possible. Exactly. It's it's honestly it's when I think like when I look back at it now, I'm thinking, wow, all my friends that I met the first maybe six months, even even worse, the first two months. I'm like, I don't even know why they were friends with me because I couldn't even talk. <laughs> Where did you meet them? Did you just go to, you know, networking events or what did you do? Um, I will say, so Harris so was a plane and one of my, after was my roommates, I had three roommates um, and one of them was Canadian. The other one was German and the other one was Korean. Which, fun fact, fun fact, Germany, Korea and France, we have the same plug. Oh, so handy how do <laughs> i know i will have like like the bar you know where you can have you plug different um chargers and then we like i was like oh we all have the same one it's so random like what i don't know it was a fun fact that i i don't know i was so surprised that's hilarious i think england english plugs are so strange like why did we decide to just be the most different plug in the entire world yeah, <laughs> i know i've been to england a few times and i'm like i actually lived there for two months for my internship that's also why i decided to move abroad it's funny because they met me like six years ago and it's funny how they probably look at me now saying oh this girl moved here she couldn't even speak english yeah you've come so far wow <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking like probably funny for them they're like yeah good for you you did it <laughs> yeah I remember you when you thought you were good at English but yeah. it's a different story oh my god I will say <laughs> they will like write notes on uh, like you know sticky notes mm-hmm. they will like write notes so we'll keep it to remember what they were telling me and that was hilarious so when you were in Canada for those first few months did anything change with the way that you see yourself and your personality obviously you have come from France where you have your own friends and your you know everything is great because you speak the language of the country what changes did you see in yourself suddenly transformed into this person that has that language barrier um I think I realized I was a really really a really social person (laughs) and that not being able to have a conversation was really frustrating for me because I will go like to some I will have some drinks with friends um, and they will all talk and all laugh and make jokes. And by the time I understand the joke, they already move on to something else. <laughs> and I will be like, okay, by myself, I don't understand anything. Uh, so I think in, in, in one way, it's really isolating. You really feel like on your own bubble because you can't really connect with people. Um, mm-hmm. But in the same way, you realize, okay, I need to work harder in my English to be able to make jokes. And the first time you make someone laugh, and then because of your accent, <laughs> mm-hmm. you are so happy. Like, oh, I imagine that. Yeah, oh, that's so great. Yeah, sometimes you're you you feel like, uh, and I heard that many times uh, from French uh, speakers. It's if they knew me in France, they will knew, they will know like I'm so funny. But in English, I can't be funny. It's so hard. But if you were a French speaker and listening to me, I, you will get there. I'm, I promise everyone around me, I don't know if everyone, maybe a lot of people make like <laughs> laugh at my jokes in English now. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty funny. You're pretty funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> so do you have any funny stories of, of things that happened to you because of that language barrier? Did you make any really embarrassing mistakes? Putting you on the spot a little um, bit. 
we uh, so I think it was all like always related to food. I will order stuff that I don't want. Okay, or, uh, <laughs> let's give it a guess. <laughs> it's like getting because sometimes you don't want you don't want people to wait for you, so you're gonna say yes, 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 yes. So you end up with random drinks, with like random food, and I'm like, you know what? That's okay. Um, and I think I remember one meeting where okay for us staying focused. I was focusing oh, on yes. something. Mm-hmm. And some I hear it bad. already. I hear it already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to bleep so, you out. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> so first, it's just the way we say it. And and I remember this meeting. I was with directors, three directors, and my manager. And she was French too. So good for me. Like she could like, like have my back. But um, and they knew me. We were working all the time together. And I was explaining that for a strategy, we we're gonna focus on something. And they started laughing. And I was like. You know what, guys? I speak three languages. So yes, I made mistakes, but um, I love but that. Really, yeah, it was really it was, and now I have the confidence to say that that I didn't have when I moved here because I remember one time, um, this guy, the second job I had, we had training for six weeks, and two guys were making fun of me, and they were oh. making fun of my accent, and so I felt bad. I was in Canada for three months. Um and I went to speak to the other French guy and I say like you know what I don't feel good about that I so every time we had presentation to do in front of the the entire um class I wouldn't do it I went mm-hmm. to the, the training guy and I said like I don't feel comfortable you know I moved to Canada three years three months ago I don't feel like I can talk in front of everyone everyone in English and he was really understanding he said like I won't push you like if you don't feel like you can do it just it's okay. Mm-hmm. so I, I say that to the French guy and the French guy was like you don't care you don't care I was like no it's bothering me so I went to see them and they were like two like big dudes and I went to them and I said oh um excuse me um how many languages do you speak oh we only speak English okay I speak three languages so I make mistakes um I have an accent yes but keep in mind that I'm still learning and I speak three languages. Oh, I love it. Girl power. I'm like, <laughs> yes. And it's one of the moments where, you know, you stand for yourself and it's for you. Uh, it makes you feel better. Because, oh, yeah. And after they apologize, they're like, hey, sorry, we didn't realize. And Yeah. And honestly, I think it probably does come down to that. Like they don't really think about it because they've probably never traveled they've probably you know they don't understand even for me it's so funny like I am a native English speaker but I get so much stick for my accent in Canada (laughs) wow you will not believe it I'll open my mouth and it'll be like oh my god what did you just say oh tea and crumpets it's just that's their kind of automatic reaction to it and I've really struggled with that I've found it to be quite a personal attack whenever they say anything about it I take it really personally but I really have you know, the more Canadian friends that I've got, the more confidence I've built to say, you know, I'll be like, I'm sorry, uh, what English, what language do you speak? And they'll be like, English. I'm like, I'm from England. So shut up. Like the way I'm yeah. saying it is the way it's supposed to be. So you're speaking English. I'm from England. <laughs> and I just that's my yeah. kind of go to response. But um, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's their kind of playful way to kind of connect with us, really. I'm not sure. But it's definitely a learning curve to kind of deal with those kind of reactions. Yeah, and I think it's also something you 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 learn, and I think I I, I get I got hopefully I got better at that is really laugh about yourself, mm-hmm. make jokes about yourself, and if you make jokes, people won't be able to do it mm-hmm. because you and you own it. It's and you are right. It's also a way to connect to uh, with us too because I found like 
um, in my last job, we were talking about it, it was my, my colleague. We started the same day. And um, after a few months, we, I, I knew more people. Like I told her, I said, like, it's easier for people to connect with me because they hear an accent and like, hey, where are you from? Right. And for you, you are English native. So they don't have the same. It's, it's for us. They already have something to tell us, even if they don't know us. So it's going to be, hey, where are you from? Oh, are you from France? I've been to Paris when I was eight, so that's also there. Yeah, you have the <laughs> entire history of like the family. Oh, that's oh. so funny. That's what I get too. I'm like, oh my god, my grandma was from England, and all. <laughs> no, I'm originally half Scottish. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I always get like, oh, my neighbor's nieces um, went to Paris like ten years ago, and I'm like, awesome oh, sauce. <laughs> good for her. Trying <laughs> to relate to you. Exactly, yeah. And it's also something I found here when I moved here. I was surprised how people were actually super proud of where their grandparents or their parents were from. Oh, yeah. The lineage thing is big. Yeah. And I didn't realize that because for me, moving here, I felt special because I was from another country. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized they were actually also super proud and they were, and I, and I think it's amazing. At first, I was curious, like, why are they always, because for me, they were Canadians. They were like 100% Canadian. They were born. But I think they're really proud of saying, oh, my grandmother from Europe. Because it's part of their culture. It's part of their family. Mm-hmm. What is your best advice for newcomers who are looking to improve their English? So you mentioned before that obviously watching TV shows is a huge thing. Um, it, would you obviously recommend that? Is there any other things that helped you? Um, so really what helped me was watching How I Met Your Mother on Netflix. Oh, right. A specific show. She's gonna, <laughs> she's recommending the specific one. Yeah. So I would recommend um, even Friends, everything based, especially when you move to Toronto, everything based in New York, the the accent is pretty similar. Oh, that's so true. I wouldn't have even <laughs> thought of that. And like the culture and the brands and oh my gosh, you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. So it's like so much easier because like even the vocabulary is much similar between New York and here than between LA and here. So that's, I, I think it's, um, so we'll help you with get more vocabulary and go outside, go talk to people. Even if it's random stranger in the street or in the subway, um, don't be afraid of talking. Don't stay only with your community. For the first six months, I didn't really talk to French people. I was still doing stuff with French people, but not as much because I, I really wanted to connect with English speaker and improve my English. After a while, I reconnected with my French community and like a lot of my friends are French now because it's they're like my family here. I still need to have uh, to be attached to my roots and to share with them like like we don't share family history, but we share um, like lifestyle history. I mean, maybe like memories from our childhood. We all watch the same show growing up. So it's not like family, but you still have a lot to share that you don't share with Canadians. Right. That's really important, I think, too. And that's one thing I do miss because I live so far outside of Toronto that I don't have any English people around me at all. Like I'm completely immersed, completely surrounded by Canadians, which is fantastic. It made me, you know, adjust so much faster. But then I do miss that element of like, I'm very jealous of you having a group of your <laughs> kind of native friends that you can just, it's a cultural thing. It's so weird. Even between England in Canada I thought everything's so similar we speak the same language we watch the same movies but it's so so surprisingly (laughs) different but yeah that's amazing that's definitely the best advice to to try not to fall into that trap of just being with the people from your native home and you see that a lot with French couples 
they're moving here, they're connecting with all French, other French couples, they're always together. And I think not only you are not improving your English, but you also miss the cultural part. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're not connected. When I speak to them, sometimes I'm going to some event and I see people and I'm really aware of what's happening in my in the cultural like see like I know the cultural the culture the Canadian culture. And also working for the teams for a year and a half, like being like with the Raptors when they won. You did the social media and things for the Raptors, right? Yeah, I was oh. doing photo shoots for the store and restaurants. So people that don't know, the Raptors is the basketball team based in Toronto, and it was absolutely crazy. They won the NBA championship. I didn't know anything about sports when I moved here, mm, but um, I got the job because I was doing social media at this time. And um, after a few months, I moved to really content creation. But it's for me, it was honestly, for my English, as for my Kenyan culture, it was 18 months where I was learning every day because all my colleagues were Canadian so mostly Canadian because it's really maybe like 90 I'll say maybe 80 percent of people are Canadian there so I will have them will say hey why are you doing that why are you doing that so and because I'm super curious I will also analyze the differences between sports here and sports in France I will have my friend back home and I will um and I think it's it's one thing too is I learned a lot there and then when I was connecting to other other people sometimes I will see that they were not connected at all with, with what was happening in their in and it's not like I'm not asking you about history. I'm asking you about like culture, like pop culture. You should yes. know. Like it's something like we're all interested in. Yeah. And especially when that championship was won, you know, if you had no idea what was going on, you would, you know, everyone was talking about it. Every single coffee room in every office, there was huge parties in the street. There were fireworks. Oh there were God. cannons of confetti. There were people, you know, driving slow, parading down there. Oh my God. Yeah. I've never seen anything so crazy. So if you didn't understand that, you know, that is just like a religion for people that live yeah. in Toronto. So you need to know that kind of stuff so <laughs> I love that you were a part of that that's so funny you no know, I was and if you wanted to like if you want to check in my stories I saved it like as I liked on Instagram because that's something I saved on my phone too because that's something I will I don't want to forget like it it was just crazy it's just it's just I think it's where you see the difference between living somewhere as where you feel like you're visiting and living somewhere like living it helps with your career as well because the more you do in your community, the more of that precious Canadian work experience you get, which is just so essential because you come here and so many people struggle with finding a job, building their career because, you know, they are asking for this experience in Canada and then for immigration purposes too, when you're trying to go for like permanent residency, you have to start building up your Canadian work experience. So all of these things you're saying, it's so true. Just volunteer and, you know, put yourself out there, make connections because you can start building that resume up of just life experiences for that. It will really help you in the future. So yeah, I also want to just quickly pick your brains on social media and building a personal brand online because this is your field of expertise. If for those who don't know, Astrid's Instagram is a little famous in Toronto. <laughs> She's built an impressive, supportive community that helps French newcomers to the city. She shares her new life in Canada and helps them along the way. And then she's a little bit of a digital marketing expert. She's hosting workshops to help them. So I just love you to tell us a little bit about that and your work with online marketing, social media, all the things um, and where people can can come and find more information about that. Everything I'm doing on social media really helped me build my brand uh, without, before even I knew about it, to be honest. Um, and growing this community where I'm sharing on my blog, I'm sharing on social media, 
really uh, give me like really valuable information about what newcomers are looking for. Um, so last year after I, um, I left my job, um, I decided to launch my first workshop where I'm helping French people um, grow their network. So that's one of the really the area I really love is uh, sharing with people. I think after a few years here, um, if you're, you can't, you, you have the opportunity to give back to newcomers. Um, I did like a few last year between September and March. Um, and so I had the, the, the one about uh, your network to reach your professional goals, but I also did social media to help um, entrepreneurs build their social media and understand how to use social media without being a social media expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, spending maybe like half an hour a day uh, max. Um, and um, and I think I, which one I did, yeah, it's like websites. So I really help people understand how to use social media, how to benefit from using social media because using so- social media to use it, uh, if you have a company, if you have like if you're an entrepreneur, it's not, you have to be you have to have a strategy, mm-hmm. and and I can say now I can say that now because it's how I got where I am now because all the visibility I have online, I I got people reaching out to me saying, hey, can you do something like can we can you help us with that? So and it got me where I'm now being freelancing full time, working with different amazing companies, these people like in France and the US and Canada, which is amazing when you think about it, like think internet. Yes, <laughs> so. living the dream. I feel like that's everyone's dream. Well, not everyone's, but a lot of people's dream, especially after this quarantine that we've just had. A lot of people have realized the, that it's nice to have that freedom of your day working from home and, you know, being a bit more flexible with your schedule. So I can only imagine, you're, you know, that's so great that in six years you've managed to build that career for yourself where you're remote and you're working online and you're meeting people every day. Because, yeah, I mean, you're your online work, you know, your personal brand, but also, yeah, like you said, if you're building a business, the online thing is not going anywhere. Like it's a 24 no, exactly. seven presence, you know, you need to do it. You need to learn how to do it. So people like yourself, that's helping people kind of unmuddle all of that. Um, that's really great, especially for the newcomers. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's something you have available all around the world 24 mm-hmm. 7. So, I mean, like, if, if someone is looking for something with your profile, with your experience, or someone you met like 10 years ago in your job wants to know what you're doing now because they maybe they really liked you at this time and they just want to know if you have more experience that could fit for a new opportunity they have, they're going to check online mm-hmm. because they don't have to ask you questions, but they can do the work to make sure you can fit before. Um, having a conversation with you so it saves like so much time and also opens so many more doors mm-hmm. yeah because you're one of the rare people that I find that I follow that actually does very regular video stories where you're just chatting to the camera <laughs> you're like hey today I'm gonna do this today I'm doing this and you're great because you speak in French and then you have the English version and then you do vice versa so yeah so she's so great so give her a follow what's your handle for people that want to follow you so fringe into okay so that's f-r-i-n-g i'll put the link in the show notes so you can check her out (laughs) and you'll be posting a lot about your workshops too i'm guessing yeah so i just uh i'm finishing up my new website so it's different from my blog it's like really professional website because i realized um so for the past year i've been freelancing full-time and uh it's it's not easy for people who don't know me to know what I'm doing. And for people, I got some 
people reach out to me and say, we watch your social media, but we we don't know what you're doing. Right. And I realized because everything, all every work I was getting was because of my network. I never had to like advertise what I was doing. But it's super hard to explain to people what I'm doing. That's also why I'm going to do a YouTube video explaining that um, I'm not, first, I'm not leaving from just advertising. I'm actually working because <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, but also to explain what I'm doing because a lot of people have questions and it's not, sometimes it's, I went to some events where I had people, most of the time they're older than us and they will ask me straight away, how do you pay your bills? Mm-hmm. And, and it makes me feel like a little bit uncomfortable because it's really personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, I totally get that they don't understand this world. They don't understand that I don't go to an office like nine to five. Yeah, it's a, still a very new concept, I feel, especially here in Toronto, where it is much more corporate. And it's, you know, it's sometimes such a dreamy, unrealistic thing that people think you have that, oh, no, I'm going to you know work for myself. I'm going to, you know, yeah. that's why it comes so that's why it's so important to build that social media presence because like you just said you wouldn't have had half the opportunities if you hadn't you oh, know, no. invested time in that blog and you know built your community on Instagram so yeah you're definitely the expert in that field and um, I'll have to come to one of your workshops because you definitely have a lot of insight so <laughs> I, I will be happy uh, yeah I'll be happy to share that here I got to the point where now I'm like I'm in a good place I'm really happy with everything I'm doing I'm really happy in my life so now I want to give back to people. Mm-hmm. So I like in different ways, but like one of the area I want to give back is like helping people do what they love. And how you say, like a lot of people are dreaming about this lifestyle, but they don't know where to start. They don't know what it implies to, because they don't know, for example, a lot of people don't even think like I do, I have to do my invoices. I have to do like accounting. I have to make sure like, um, and even like when you have to deliver to, to clients, and every, all the steps that they don't see, they only see sometimes like, oh, on Thursday, she was like traveling or she was mm. going somewhere. Yeah, because I'm doing that on Thursday because I work on Sundays. Mm. So, and I switch like my schedule, I switch my schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Astrid, for coming, for chatting with me today. Um, it's been so fun. We I think we covered a bajillion different topics. <laughs> so I'm stoked yeah. to, to get this out and to help people uh, with all things language and and building a career online so thank you so much and thank you for having me for my first english podcast so yay oh amazing i have to do like a little cheers through the screen yeah (laughs) have a great day see ya you too bye thank you so so much for listening As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.